Hi guys, welcome back to the Command Vault. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm Dale. I'm Trevor. I'm JB. And sitting in with us today, we have a special guest, Neil, from the Comics Vault. No, I'm not really special. Uh, <laughs> I was specialist. on my, I was just hanging out in the shop on my way out. The guys were started recording, asked me to uh, to have a seat for a couple minutes. So, hi everybody. You guys have been doing a kick-ass job. Thanks, Thanks man. Appreciate, Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Sounds like you're having a lot of fun and some. Uh, some cool topics you guys have hit on tonight. You guys are probably going to have this show run a couple hours long with all the news that came out today. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Um, but anyway, we're going to break down. Uh, we had a tournament this past weekend. We're going to break down some of, uh, I mean, a couple of us here played. We're going to break down whether it uh, whether we did good or not. Uh, we're going to talk about some M19 speculation and then the uh, new fall set. We're going to talk about that and break down some of the... Uh, uh, artwork that we've seen, maybe some of the spoiler cards that have been released. Um, but um, yeah, so like I said, last weekend we had a tournament. A um, couple of us here played. I think JB, you, you didn't have a chance to play? No, you know, work. Yeah, yeah, it's understandable. <laughs> I'll have daytime jobs, unfortunately. Yeah, well. um, I played, uh, played Tassiger. I went. Three, two, and one, only because I got timed out on the last one, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, the I only had one real bad game. Um, ended up having to mull down to five with the London Mulligan that we uh, had implicated recently. Wolf. Yeah, yeah, it didn't didn't help. And then like I ended up getting mana screwed out of it, and yeah, that didn't make matters any better. But I ended up getting into a similar pod later on, and then it basically turned into an arch enemy game which was awesome. <laughs> like, damnation, controlling the board, played that a couple times, uh, control magic all around. Well, the the winning deck was uh, uh, just a, an iteration of uh, Thra uh, Flash Hulk, right? Yeah. Tim yeah. Thrasius. Yep. Yeah, it's two in a row now. Yeah, everybody wants to start doing it. Yeah, it's a good deck, dude. I beat that yeah. deck, though. I beat that deck and another hard combo deck that had, like, six combos in it when we sat down at the table together. Um Again, the hard control just grinded it out. And Adam, I almost tied that one, too, because that was on turns at Taking that point. Taking everything to the time limit. Like, yeah. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. I mean, even when we sit down and play games, it's almost yeah, a sometimes it does take a while. Yeah, well, sometimes it does take a while. Grindy. What'd you end up playing, Dale? Yeah, I played Marwin, Elf Ball deck, and went 0-4. It was oh, great. Right? Rip. Yeah, definitely didn't bring the CDH deck out. Uh, That's nice. Game yeah. one was actually you did have the food chain in game, there. Though I had fun. I did. The first game was awesome. It was basically down to me and another guy who was playing uh, Murfolk. And uh, yeah, <laughs> basically we both had a massive board, but he ended up getting the uh, Narset's reversal on my Gen Wave. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was pretty. <laughs> It's pretty epic. I mean, one turn there was three Genesis waves because I cast it again <laughs> for my hand after the reversal and then yeah, got it back from the grave <laughs> again and cast it because I had like 40 mana in my pool. So, yeah, and I was oh, casting it yeah. slowly just in case he was going to counter. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a good idea to be conservative. My, I, my dumbass, I probably would have sunk all 40 into it, been like, oh, wow. <laughs> Come get me now. <laughs> he ended up hitting everybody with a trying for the hordes, though, with just uh, yeah. 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 Nice. So nice. That'll do it. My <laughs> first game was a little grody. I played my uh, Get Rog Monster deck, classic Dakmore, uh, Dakmore Salvage win. Um, I ended up having uh, two creatures on board, or sorry, three creatures on board, two cards in my hand, and two lands, and somebody death clouded for two. Oddly enough, it was actually another Get Rog player, yeah, and it just boy. completely. Uh, Death Cloud? Completely ruined the rest of the game. For those who don't know, Death Cloud is uh, two black and X. Three, three black X. Each player loses X life, discards X cards, sacks X creatures, and sacks X lands. Yeah, so basically left me with no lands, one creature, and no hand. So yeah, it put me in a pretty nasty pickle. Mm. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Death Cloud tends to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had uh, finished up my game and walked over and saw what was going on with you. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fortunately, bad. Fortunately, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty I, uh, bad. I love doing those tournaments here at the shop. It's not always easy to um, have, you know, 25, 30 players in a competitive environment for a format that wasn't Meant originally to made to be yeah. competitive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple people messaged me, hey, my shop's trying to do something like this, but we don't understand how to really do it. Um, it's. You do pods of four, um, 
winner gets three points. Everyone else at the table gets one, and you just uh, Swiss. Yeah. Um, keep um, having people with the same record play the same people. Um, after four or five rounds, you should only have one undefeated. Um, and they're a blast. I, I like doing that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it is pretty sweet. From the outside standing or like looking down at all the games, what, what were you thinking? Like, uh, I saw a lot more stompy, stompy stuff than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, uh, that there were some people just trying to smash face really fast. Uh, not as many combos as I, I thought was going to be played. Um, there's some good players. Yeah, for there's sure. Some, for some sure. Good players. There was some more Azusa strip mine at this tournament. I saw that again. I did see it, but it never happened to me. Thank I God. didn't play him either. Um, but yeah, it's always it's always something that seems to rear its head every now and again. Yeah, it is decent. It's a viable. It's strategy. decent. Yeah, it's totally decent. I played. Uh, yeah. I played one guy who comes in for the tournaments every now and again, Josh. Um, and I, in one tournament, it was one on one, and he did that early to me. And yeah, I just yeah, yeah. It's devastating. It's the only game loss that I had that uh, that tournament, yeah. unfortunately. But we did have a relatively new player come in. He was playing a Sadissi Brood Tyrant deck that had like seven or eight combos. Yeah, in. I mean, there was a Food Chain combo, there's a Hermit Druid combo, there's a Flash Hulk combo in there, and there was a couple others too that I don't even think I got a chance to see. But uh, he ended up placing pretty well. So yeah, I played him in the third round uh, with. Duncan, the winner of the tournament, and that's that was the game that I had won. Um, it was yeah, he had, like each time I had taken one combo out, he had had another one just ready to go the next turn and whatnot. And I was like, yep. all right, yeah, this is gonna be a while. Yeah, the one I played two games with him. I played game two with him where yeah, he stuck a hermit druid turn two, turn three, he went off. Yeah. Uh, nobody had any responses. I took a response light hand all of my all of my hands honestly were fire i mulled the six uh with the london mulligan twice during the tournament but all the hands were fire like they i had great starts minus the game with the death cloud of course but you know i mean it was they were all good starts yeah um the game i ended up winning i stuck a turn three get rug win which was pretty sweet that felt good that was my first win in one of our tournaments here at the shop so i was pretty happy um do you guys think London hurts or is more evenly dispensed well, against everybody? Or Honestly, uh, just from my own practice with the London Mulligans, um, I think the partial Paris was more set up to help combo players. Oh, yeah. 100%. Than, 100%. You know, the London. Because, I mean, it, in other formats, you know, uh, you know modern per se – where Tron uh, gets a lot stronger yeah. with the London Mulligan, yeah. um, things like that. But I think in EDH, the the Mulligan system that was helps you a lot more than the London Mulligan does now. And just, uh, it, and just real quick so everybody knows, um, we know not everybody used Partial Paris, but here at the Comics Vault, that is the Mulligan that we used. So that is, uh, that's why we're bringing that up. But uh, no, I I feel like the London Mulligan has trapped me into keeping an extremely subpar hand. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have uh, to, or a greedy yeah. hand. There was a couple yeah. times where like I would Definitely. take a one lander that was like pretty greedy, but I, it did pay off a couple times. So I know we have done a lot of just normal mulligans at the mm-hmm. house yeah. just to be able to like yeah. see how well of our like especially with our CEDH decks, for sure to for see sure if they're like really viable to where like if it's the partial parry that we need or our decks are really built well in order to just mulligan yeah 100 percent. like uh, if yeah london london doesn't really affect me too much um every time that i've had to pitch down it's literally just one card i normally get to about six and then yeah i'm good to go um just really that one time at five was the time that it really hurt other than that sometimes I, even going to five if you get the right five it's okay oh yeah you know what yeah. i mean um i like that there's no scry anymore i do too like it's just not necessary that's an extra advantage that you don't yeah. need you know what i mean yeah. it's just a, I don't know the london definitely eliminates the let me pitch for my combo that the partial Paris presents when you're when you're playing and stuff like that uh, and like you said it definitely shows you whether or not you have dead cards in your deck if you're constantly drawing hands that you're just like ah, I can't keep this and you're constantly mulling to four then maybe you just need to relook at your choices you know yeah. what I mean maybe you've chose stuff that's not suitable to have you an early game a little interaction and things like that you know you got to have sort of a wide palette when you uh, 
when you start using a mulligan system like that. It really makes you take a look at your deck with a fine-tooth comb. Make sure you're running everything that you should. Yeah, the only time I really mull down is if I don't have enough lands. Like, yeah, cards how about in it? Yeah, normally are really good. I don't need to get rid of them or anything, especially yeah. if, like, partial parry was a thing. It was just I didn't have enough lands in hand in order to carry out the yeah, game. For sure. I, a lot of the time, too, like, we have lower CMC curved decks. So, like, it's yeah, like you said, it's not exa it's not necessarily that you're trying to pitch out seven and eight drops that you just don't want in your opening hand. It does happen every now and again, but most of the time it's because you don't have enough land. Yeah. And that definitely can mess with even the best decks. So. It's fun to sit here and watch some of these players pull off turn threes. Yeah. <laughs> against three other players who are really good. And yeah, so, for sure. Um, I just think it's fun to watch. I think it's fun to play. Uh, there is something to be said about the next tournament we're going to do, though, uh, in August yeah. for the pre-con decks. You're not going to bring your own constructed deck that you can, you know, turn, turn three. Uh, you're going to come in, you're going to buy in, you're going to get a brown paper bag, and in that bag is going to be one of the four pre-constructed decks, and that's what you're going to play with for the night. No additions, uh, no trading, none of that stuff. That's what you're going to get. You're going to sit down at the table and uh, straight out of the box. And that'll be a different situation for, for sure. players. That's yeah. definitely something that has not been done here at the Comics Vault. It's something that I know you've talked about. Like, right. you've definitely mm -hmm. mulled it over in your head. I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting because sometimes uh, with... As much as I love it, the, the cutthroatness of the meta at the tournaments here sometimes maybe might be a little like uninviting to new players, so this might be a great way to bring right. some new commander players into the shop because it'll be a nice level playing field. It will also be frustrating, too, because you draw your hand and you're like, this card is garbage. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. taking it out right now. Yeah. I hope, I hope for this year's commander's sake that they don't do the similar to the thing that they did last year like for example wind grace a lot of the cards they printed in the deck didn't feel like they were lands matter cards you know what i mean so yeah. that kind of can segue into our next topic is is the um the themes that have been spoiled for uh commander 2019 uh so we got morph flashback madness and populate um they haven't announced commanders or colors yet right no Just nothing like that just the themes so we'll definitely be seeing spoilers for that soon. Um, what do you guys think? Are you excited? Disappointed? Eh, I'm only excited for like one of those things, possibly yeah, two. Yeah. Uh, like I love flashback as a mechanic, um, and then I really want morph to get some yeah. love. It's uh, it's one of the cooler. It is an interesting mechanics, mechanic, even by like lore standards. Uh, yeah, I don't you know, know much about the Ix lore. Hit me Ixador, with that. Uh, the reality. Oh, Ixadron, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Ixador. Oh, okay. Ixador is a wizard, mm. and he created Morph, and what it was is like a a vial of aether in a little crab thing. Interesting. It was like a crab shell, and then like he flipped it over. Like, you flip the crab over and really? it spills the aether and it summons what it's supposed to be. Nice. That's cool. So, it was like, you know, just a weird yeah. little, you know, uh, it, it was it yeah. was neat to read about. Yeah, that is cool. I'm Now I'm curious, like, I forget much of the lore for uh, the cons block, but do you know why they, like, Morph was such a big thing there for, like, lore-wise? and The cons block, I'm not super sure about. I think it was just, like... The, it was obscuring the Aether. Yeah. Like, the morph wasn't something else that turned into something. It was, like, a big cloud of, you know, uncertainty. Oh, okay. and, yeah, and yeah. And then it was, like, poof, there it is. <laughs> poof, there it is. Um, but, yeah, I know me and Dale are pretty excited about morph you as well yeah. now. Um, morph is just a cool mechanic because you can't interact with it. Nothing it can happen. Doesn't on, use the stack. Yeah, it yeah. Does not it's use the stack. Weird, weird I, mechanic. Yeah, you yeah. gotta love those weird mechanics that don't use the stack. It's great. <laughs> but, like dredge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, Ix, Ixador is a card. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a he's a morph le uh, lord. Oh, he gives uh, yeah. plus one plus one to all face down creatures, and uh, you can pay a cost. I think it's two and a blue. To auto-morph something. So, like, he can morph all your morph cards instead of paying the actual morph costs. Oh, that's oh, kind of cool. cool. So, 
that'd be a cool card that uh, hopefully they end up reprinting something along those lines. Um, if Madness is Demir, I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like it could be definitely something like Blue and Black have a lot of good Madness cards. Red has some good Madness cards. We could potentially see Grixis or Is It or mm-hmm. something like that as well. But yeah, I'd, I'd be most interested in a Demir Madness build. I would that's, too. That's the um, the keyword that's uh, bringing me out and making me interested the most. Uh, the other one, Flashback, I feel like Flashback's probably the next best one, if not maybe even better than the others. Uh, Populate, eh, it seems like it's been done a lot. And then uh, Morph is just is, interesting, so that'll be cool. Flashback is played from your graveyard, then exile it, right? Yeah, yeah yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some good Flashback cards out there. Maybe they'll run... Uh, uh, reprint the um, the increasing cycle, the increasing ambition, increasing vengeance, all yeah, those cards with flashback. That could that be stuff, interesting. Yeah, yeah so uh, increasing ambition is actually a tutor I really like to run a lot. Like, I ran it in my cast deck. You know, you play it and then play it from your graveyard, you still get two, even if you play it with Kest's ability or if you use yeah. the flashback. So, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, good tutor. Um, Especially for the getting the two cards out of it. And yeah, then it you can cost like five or something. It does yes. cost five, yeah. Wolf. Yeah. yeah. What mean. was the uh, blue? I think it was Echo Vions from Modern Horizons with yeah. Flashback. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. Time Twister. Yeah. Time Twister yeah. Flashback. So yeah. Maybe we'll see some cards in the Flashback deck that are takes on old cards. That would be, that could be cool. Awesome. Flashback I, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That'd, that'd be, be very super cool. I mean, I think we had. We had, you know, talked about this before we started, and uh, trying to get the uh, the keywords, those keywords, into colors where they're technically not seen. Um, mm, with yeah. with Modern Horizons, we saw a lot of different uh, color based mechanics on, you know, opposite colors. Even you know, mm-hmm. you had the overload, uh, Winds of Abandon, the the white. And I you know, I just think that like I think if we could push, you know, more flashback, you know, flashback is generally a, a red blue mechanic, you know. Yep. I, I think it'd be cool if they gave it to, you know, green or something. Yeah, throw green you know. in it, maybe white. Like I think Esper would be cool. Yeah. For flashback. Um, for madness, give me something. Don't give me Grixis. Um I think Demir would be right on point with that. Or if they were even doing something off the wall, do like you do. Well, not even that off the wall, but Rakdos could be interesting too. Yeah, Rakdos. Well, yeah, Rakdos. Um, in Shadows, it was real. That was really prominent. Mm-hmm. That was the kind yeah, of the for sure. Arch type oh, colors for that. Yeah, um, there's a lot of vampires with ma- uh, madness and things like that. Yeah, Red yeah. vampires with madness. Yeah, I, I don't know the. I don't. I know you guys probably don't remember this card, but it's a card called Basking Rootwalla. Yeah, like super. Yeah, the, super the green card, right? Uh, has madness zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like you can just pitch a bunch of cards. Those cards are basking Ruwala. So <laughs> you just, well, I just play these for free. Ah, uh, I want to see. I don't know what I want to see for flashback. Past and flames. Well, yeah, past and flames. Past and flames is a great card. Get printed in <laughs> That's there. super good. Uh, Flashback almost seems like it'll be a spell slinger deck, no matter what yeah. color pie they'll choose. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, like, Pass and Flames is going to be a choice thing. Hopefully, they run red. At thirty-five or forty bucks um, per deck, you think they'll ever put a fetch or anything? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Neil, I'm going to dream because I absolutely want that to happen. If they just did like. Even just five of them. <laughs> like, I'd buy all, all four commander decks. That even brings up another point, too. Like, I wish they would go back to five commander decks. You know what I mean? A lot of people would really like them to print the other five guilds yeah. that they never printed. Well, they can't do that if we're only getting four commanders a year. You know what I yeah. mean? So I kind of wish they would give us five again. It was for a uh, playtesting standpoint for Wizards of the Coast whenever they would sit down. They have four people. So it makes sense. To, like, yeah, you play four-player pods. Yeah. You can balance out four decks in a four-player pod, which yeah. is Commander, what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I get it. I just wish they would give us five again. Because <laughs> I would, too. Like Honestly, I have been wanting uh, 
more experience kind of stuff, and I think it would be <laughs> a great thing for them to do is to go back and do the other five yeah. guilds with experience counters. Or maybe they go back and do the other five guilds that specifically hate on experience counters. Yeah, yeah. Maybe something could because honestly, thing. we don't have a whole lot of cards that interact with that sort of stuff. There's solemnity, which is players can't get counters, which sort of shuts that thing mm -hmm. down. But there's not a ton. What's that um, Liliana's card from the new War of the Spark? It's like you can remove counters from target player. Price yeah, up to five. Yeah. Up to five. Yeah, yeah. Price of Betrayal. Proliferate yeah. helps out. Experience counters. So, yeah, yep. something that would. Something that maybe nerfs. Because they're super powerful. I mean, they're like untouchable. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You get experience counters, they don't go away for the most part. Unless you have when, some of the aforementioned cards. When do you think we're going to get something that messes with emblems? Cool. Yeah, besides uh, Karn. Karn. Besides <laughs> Karn resetting the game. Uh, yeah. That could be another thing. Maybe we'll see that this year. Um, is that why he's so expensive? Is because he can simply deal with the... No, isn't he a modern player. staple? I know he's oh, a he's, modern a he's a Tron staple. Yeah, yeah, I know that. And I know modern kind of drives prices up pretty big. But, like, his, I don't think he's worth the amount of money that he's worth currently due to his abilities. What is he? Is he still like over 60 bucks, over 70 bucks, something like uh, that? Yeah, I can, I can look it up. Here. Yeah, but I mean, he's just, he's super powerful. He's a, he's an exile. He comes in with a buttload of loyalty, you know, and yeah, his minus 14 is uh, reset the game, but just having the amount of loyalty that he does when he comes in, he can go to 10. So if someone wants to have, like, has to deal with him, they have to dedicate a lot of resources to getting rid of him. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Tron can cast him on turn three, so that's pretty bonkers. Yeah, that is bonkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's about 67 bucks, 70, depending on where you find him and whatnot. Um, yeah. Modern will do that. Going back to the statement you just said, dealing with resources, I know, like, for instance, there's a game that uh, we had played uh, one night sitting here, and I had to uh, do a, take a lot of resources in order to deal with it, and you were just stripping more of my resources by exiling stuff out of my hand, which I would think I was playing Tassiger at that time. To where oh, that well, I was playing Sahili. Yeah, 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 and it hurt really bad because, like, in a control deck, you don't want to have your resources wasted to that. And yeah, was that the game where I I killed you? Yeah, by mind slavering the yeah. other guy and having him kill you. Yeah, <laughs> mind slavery interaction a fun card. though. I will I will hand it to you. That was an awesome interaction. Just having somebody else kill me. Uh, by or no, no, I commanded the Dread Horde for him to kill himself and then Mind Slaver looped you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that right. It. Anyway, I digress. Um, another pet card of mine is Steve, uh, otherwise known as Sakura Tribe Elder. Um, if you're not familiar with him, he has a uh, activation of sacrificing him, and you get to search for a basically untapped. Um, an all-star in my Golgari deck. I know you guys like to laugh and groan whenever he comes out. Oh, he's just going to yeah, keep he's on like, doing that. Yeah, he's like the uh, the first play, almost always. You I, know try. What I mean, yeah. like, yeah, if you can, he's like one of the earliest cards you play. He's also an all-star in my Muldrotha deck for the exact same reason. I can just yeah. recur him all the time yeah, and stuff like that. He's but a good, I mean, he's he's a good a two drop. You know? Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, solid. Real good. Kerfix, it's the, cur the, the game plan in Kerfix is just to get fast a bunch of mana out on board and then control until I can get to uh, game win. And he, again, two drop, rampant growth, essentially. Um, yeah. Yeah. In Golgari, it's for the experience counters. It's yeah, that helps easy too. easy to yeah. get the experience counters with uh, Tribe Elder, and he's a really good uh, recursion outlet in order to get uh, more experience counters. Um, Recently, a new favorite pet card of mine has been Extract. <laughs> yep. Uh, it has been... It, re it was originally just a tutor for my, um, at this point, first sliver uh, food chain deck. But now it's become a mainstay for Mono Blue, uh, for Tassiger, just to be able to strip somebody's... Uh, Wincon out, like yeah. food chain, uh, Trevor's... Um, Dakmore Salvage for Gitrog yep. and stuff like that. I haven't really found a card for you yet. Well, or you. What are you going to extract out of Narset? One of the 15 extra yeah. turn spells? Yeah, like, how about it? 
And I haven't been able to play Dale's Yasan deck enough in order to find like the linchpin card. But again, that's not there's is I don't think there is any. Not is really there? for that deck. It doesn't seem like a lot. Some of the stuff we play is a little glass cannon. So like for example, in Prosh taking a food chain, that's pretty that hurts pretty hard. Yeah. Dak more from a Git Rug deck, that hurts pretty hard. So yeah. My chain veil from my Teferi yeah. deck and Lab Maniac like from Shuffle Hulk decks, mm-hmm. Flash Hulk decks, things like Hermadrid decks even. You know what I mean? You take yeah. their dread return. Something yeah. like that kind of shuts them off a little bit. Um, but the ability is for a blue get to exile target card from a uh, player's library. <laughs> so it's in good. food chain I mean, decks, yeah, yeah great deck. tutor um, and everything else, a inclusion to shut down everybody else's deck. Hopefully. Yeah, it's like a Praetor's Grasp redundancy in a way. I normally find myself on the receiving end of Adam's extracts. They are. We could be playing a four-player game, and uh, I think I think my name is just like imprinted on them. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you both have played probably the most games together out of yeah. any of you know us four. Yeah, yeah. that's like, true. I've played a lot of commander games, but you guys specifically have played each other yeah, thousands of times. Yeah, a ton. It made me put extract in my decks. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them. That's a that's Early a classic uh, classic style. Yeah, it was. Just, it, I had just come across it um, by looking into the food chain deck, and I was just like, "Why have I never heard of this card before?" Yeah, how about it? <laughs> it's super good. It really I is. I need to mm. run it in everything. The infection has spread to the meta here at the Comics Vault too. I mean, we're starting to see it in the tournaments now. Yeah. It's definitely. It was run by the person who won the last tournament, Duncan, uh, in his. Food chain or um, his uh, Tim Nathrasios deck, the Flash Hulk deck that mm-hmm. he ran. He had he was he had extract in there. I just want to pause and like bitch and complain about Tim Nathrasios for a little bit and how <laughs> reban protein Hulk. <laughs> I don't saying it again. I don't think the banning of the protein Hulk is the problem. Banning of the Flash is the problem. Yeah, I would agree. Flash is definitely the card to ban if you're going to ban something there. Because if you don't, if you ban protein Hulk, sure, Flash can still do arena. Um, what is it? Arena Flash Academy Rector. Yeah, for yeah. omniscience, and then yeah, I mean, do whatever the hell you want at that point. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but. The omniscience only allows you to play spells that you already have. Protein Hulk fetches the exact cards that you need from the deck onto the battlefield. I honestly feel like I'm of the school of thought that banning cards is actually unhealthy for the format. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who would disagree with me. Um, I don't know. There's no shortage of responses and counter spells and things like that. There's no shortage of cards to take care of most of the stuff on the ban list. And uh, I don't know. I feel like it just would be healthier for the format if those cards existed in the format because then you have to find more ways to play around them. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's certain cards where it's like just, for example, like Paradox Engine, if it's something you can literally just put into any deck and it wins games, then sure, it might deserve a ban or something yeah. like that or something that doesn't allow you to play Magic or doesn't allow your opponents to play Magic. That's just unfair for most people, you know what I mean? But a lot of the cards I just feel like a simple counter spell will solve the problem, but sometimes people just refuse to want to run that sort of stuff. Well, here's the thing: the the flash is a quote, quote unquote unfair because it's at instant speed and it <laughs> and it's for two. Yeah, it <laughs> and it's literally gross. hits out of nowhere. If yeah. you're in, if you you can turn one to it, what happens then, dude? You can literally do it on top a of a counter spell battle. That's yeah. one of my things that I like to do in my Shuffle Hulk deck is because the Shuffle Hulk uh, win con is completely at instant speed. So there could be like this crazy interaction going down with the counterspell battle and I'll just Flash Hulk on top of the stack. Game over. All right. I'm just going to interrupt here and say unban everything. And my pet cards are Hall <laughs> of Gemstone and Mana Web. I put them in most of my decks. Mana Web is nasty. Yeah, Mana Web <laughs> is nasty. awesome. They're pretty hatey cards. Don't see him played. Like, literally, I don't think I've ever seen any other player up here or anywhere else I've been playing playing them. They're both reserve list cards. Uh, and they're just real good. Uh, Hall of Gemstones is just a multicolor hoser card. Uh, Did you? You got one of those for me, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I remember playing that back in the day. It's, the it's awesome. It, uh, it's a three drop. It's a one colorless green green. And at the beginning of each player's upkeep, they choose a color, and they can only produce that color of mana. And, oh, and that's yeah. for the whole it's table as well. Ridiculous. So it shuts down, you know, 
any multicolored spells because they any have to commit. color too. Yeah, I mean, shuts down counter spells if the person chooses green on their you turn. Know, for the guy who praised the banning of Iona, you really have some monocolor, you know, hate. hate <laughs> Dale just loves the hate in general. On. I do enjoy it yeah. though because it's totally a different. It's a different angle than most of us. Are yeah, have. he's just like, I don't like this color. You're not going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mana Web is an artifact, so anybody can slot that in their deck. It's a three drop, and uh, it says whenever a player taps a mana, uh, all their lands that can produce that color of mana are tapped. So it's just pretty good at shutting down like a lot of uh, instant speed spells because if a blue player wants to play a blue spell, they're using all their blue mana on their turn and hopefully don't have anything left to So it does require them to float the mana. It's not just that they tap the lands, right? Like the mana does float into the pool. Yeah, yeah. It, they'll have yeah. the mana floating and it'll just dissipate yeah. at the They can still change, use it then and there, but yeah, exactly. Now they don't have mana held up for the next turn to potentially mm -hmm. be able to counter your play. Yeah, yeah it's a good it, card. It's, I thought about it at one point, putting it into a hate deck that I had. It was a mono black, just kind of controlly hate deck. It seemed like a good idea at the time. I haven't seen anybody with their Urza lists using it. It's a great card for Urza because you have tons of mana rock cards and it doesn't affect you at all because you can just use your mana rocks to produce the color mana that you That's need. True. That's and true. And then it shuts point. everybody else down. What does it drop in for? Isn't it like a three, three drop or something? Yeah. yeah. Three yeah. colors. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'll have to look into that. Those are my pet cards. Mine's definitely, uh, and everyone at the table is pretty aware of this, uh, Death Cloud. Yeah. You know, as there were uh, some complaints about Death Cloud earlier, but, uh, you know. I don't remember that. <laughs> but, you know, I, the reason why I love Death Cloud is because it's completely symmetrical. Yeah, it's, it, it is all one. Yep. What, what I have to be willing to do to everybody at the table, I have to be willing to do to myself. And yeah. ten times out of ten, I am definitely willing to do that. <laughs> Especially in your Lord Wingrace deck. It doesn't hurt you, but... Um, Mono black, I don't, I mean, do you, do you play it anymore? I think you took it out, right? Uh, I slotted it back in. Oh, you did? <laughs> Dude, I mean. Uh, I cut mine because I was like, eh, I don't really want to do this. But maybe I'll work mine back in just it's to just, fight fire with fire. That's so good. Uh, yeah, wing grace, wing grace especially because you're just able to get so much land value again. Like, you, we were hanging out here uh, earlier on this week, and um, you death clouded me and another player, and we... I went back to doing other stuff because I had a <laughs> thing going on after that point, and you were just sitting there, had well, a full land, uh, full board of lands, and just doing a bunch of shenanigans. I mean, like, like your crew fix deck, where you you spend a decent amount of your early turns just ramping, mm -hmm. and then you hit someone with a quote unquote symmetrical wipe, but you're so much ahead of them that they're only going to have four lands, whereas you have eight or yeah. nine yeah so yeah, the, hopefully it it wipes your lands back down to where everybody else was but anything over that you know you have wiped their hand you got hands hand destruction creatures uh creature sacrifice and land sacrifice yeah mm. well that's that's the joy of it like a lot of the time first playing it i thought you were just kind of doing it to wipe our lands in order for us not to play anything then i realized yes. oh he's he's not just doing it for lands at certain points he's doing it for our discards he's doing it for our sacrificing so he has also, a clear yes. void like yeah you've used it very well in the games that we played i hate seeing it, it yeah. i love it I mean, every time every time i slot out you know three black and i just keep them to the side everybody just Everybody's always just like, it's coming. Uh, yeah. Oh, Lord, he For coming. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really have too many pet cards. Um, there are definitely cards that... Uh I run in all my decks, like for example, most I mean most people are just gonna consider these stables. But yeah. Um, yeah. Sylvan Library is a card that I like have to have in a green deck. Uh, Sensei's Top is a card I have to have in every deck. Um, it's a good the one constant have. ability to have that card advantage to manipulate my draw for the next turn if I've got mana available at the end step is just something I can't ignore. I do it. I have to have it in every deck. It's totally a staple. Um, totally a pet card for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, those are those are just two that immediately come to mind. Again, I don't really have too many. I probably used to have some back in the day. Like, I know, for example, I used to just love running Ingerook's Wake. I was going to say, yeah. Ingerook's Wake is definitely one that I think uh, 
comes to mind. Garuk used to be my favorite planeswalker. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just the one-sided board wipe of that is pretty nice. And back when spending nine mana for something like that was acceptable. So <laughs> I mean, it's not so much anymore nowadays no. for me, at least. In Garuk's Wake, um, it's like, what is it, Plague Wind? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. just a better Plague Wind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Plague Wind, when I started playing Commander, um, like we talked about in the last episode, you know, mono black decks tend to have that real big mana boom yeah. kind of deal. And uh, getting hit with Plague Wind was just horrendous. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, especially you know in the early days of the format where there weren't a, like a whole lot of combos because everybody was like uh, pretty you know into creatures and things like that. But a, a plague wind was just oof, you know. And then you tack on the planeswalkers now. Yeah. They, you know they were safe, and now that that's is the, not. That's the only like changing of word like two words, and you get Ingerox Wake from Plague Wind like. I actually, like, with your rock, I thought about putting it back in there because I'm trying to do it, like, a little less powerful at this one. Still pretty powerful if I have, like, the board state set up. But, uh, yeah, I'm still debating on if I want to put Gingrook's Wake back in and go back down that route. <laughs> I haven't in a long time. Yeah, it was a fun – it's a fun trip down memory lane card yeah. for sure. It was definitely mm-hmm. of a former, former play style for me. Um, so next, we want to switch gears. We want to talk a little bit about some of the general news that we've received lately in Magic. Um, so the new set that has been revealed to us from San Diego Comic-Con is called The Throne of Eldraine. Um, from the invitational promotional packaging, we can see that uh, we'll get some fairies. However, Mark Rosewater did say it's not as fairy-centric as some people are claiming or speculating. Um, it seems to be more of an Arthurian meets Grim fairy tales kind of set lots of Seb McKinnon art which I know JB loves (laughs) I just want to say I'm really excited for the grim the magic the gathering spin that they're going to put on these fairy tales like that gingerbread man card looks interesting (laughs) like what the hell is that and like uh, Dale had pointed out earlier uh, about like the Goldilocks thing which I didn't even think yeah. about yep. until Goldilocks he said and the three something bears. about it like, one bear I think is mounted on the wall one's a bearskin yeah. rug and there's yeah. another one in there somewhere I counted three of them and that's the immediately I so assumed great. that was it yeah <laughs> she's like holding an axe <laughs> yeah chopped up bear heads and bear traps for a Eula yep. coming for that bear head yep, for sure and I, for I sure. really like the uh, the different frame did you see the, the, yeah, the, the template book. the template with the storybook kind of deal? That looks really interesting. I can't wait to see like what that mechanic actually is. Yeah. Um, see, when we went to this, when we got to see that we were going to this plane, uh, the fairy tale plane, um, one of my friends uh, in 2011 actually wrote up the mechanic in like a fake Magic the Gathering set that he had created. Mm. Um, and he, it was the sagas. It ended up, like, you no know, years and years later. Mechanic. Yeah, it was the same mechanic. But he called it, the, he called it like, storybook. That was his, like, quote yeah. name. And it was, like, the beginning, the middle, and the climax of the storybook. And then once the, the last uh, page counter was what he called it, once yeah. you put the last page counter on it, you sacrifice it. So That's an interesting. That, you know, and, and, like, I thought something like that would be coming to this type of set where you have the, the storybook kind of progression through parts of the story and things like that you know so i'm i'm like i'm excited to see if they put anything like a saga or a saga type mechanic where it just slowly progresses as the game progresses like you you continue reading a book or things like that no, i'm not sure Come yeah on, that would be it's interesting. story time yeah <laughs> um there supposed there was artwork previewed of five guys sitting around like this table but it was like a flame and whatnot, and they looked like they were all like uh, putting their swords down within the flame. I assure that's something like uh, King Arthur esque. Yeah, like Knights of the Round Table kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I did see like a uh, Snow White kind of deal. Uh, um, the yeah, uh, the holding old, uh, yeah, yeah, the old oh, hag yeah. holding the, the apple. apple, but she had like a couple of different hands like hidden yeah, underneath her cloak, cloak and yeah. whatnot. Um, yeah, the I'm curious about the storytelling uh, mechanic. However, it's going to be done is going to be because I don't necessarily like those. Like 
Um, cards like Dawn to Dusk that came out of uh, Among Dead, I wasn't a big fan of. I didn't like that. Oh, the that, split card that type thing. Aftermath. Yeah. 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 Yep. So... It's very forgettable mechanic, honestly. Yeah, like, honestly, I forgot about it until you just said it. Yeah, <laughs> like know? yeah, I don't, I don't remember the uh, mechanic's name half the time. Whenever I'm talking about, it, I'm just like, uh, 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 what's what's that? <laughs> yeah, but that one that that Neo hits us with Yuriko every yeah. time. <laughs> the one that's like ten mana. Uh, yes, yeah, commit to memory. memory. Yeah. yeah, commit to memory for sure. That's a good one. That's a memorable. So one. let's talk about some of the finer points. Um, we're going back to three planeswalkers after War of the Spark having 36 Planeswalkers, mm-hmm. I believe was the number. So we're going back to three. Um, speaking of Planeswalkers, Will and Rowan Kenrith, if you guys remember from Battlebond, the Is It Partner Planeswalkers, are, this is actually their home plane. Um, so maybe those will be two of the ones that we get. Well, uh, what is the girl Rowan? Yeah, the girl's Rowan. Um, she'll be for sure. We have yet to hear about Will mm-hmm. and... I heard rumor a while back that Garuk was supposed to be coming in this fall set, so maybe I did hear a rumor one. about that as well. That could be very interesting. I'd love to see. Dude, Garuk he'd be the Huntsman. That. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't think about that. That'd would, be really cool. Like it would definitely. I mean, the storybook theme. You know, if they're going for different legends and stuff. Um, yeah, I a hundred percent agree that that would be a great spin on it um, with him. Like hunting down planeswalkers too. That's a good introduction with him bringing him back. Uh, we had talked about it multiple times to where why he didn't show up in War of the Spark, like in the lore. He's out killing. People. Yeah, like sorry, sorry, Nickel Bolas. I'm out. I'm out killing. I wonder how he got there though. You know what I mean? Like, wasn't the last time we saw him he was stuck on Innistrad? Uh, no, the last time we saw him was well, the 2015 corset. Yeah. With but the, the big eight drop Garok Apex Predator. Yeah, yeah destroy yeah. Planeswalker. I, I love think that the lore ended up on Zendikar. He ended up oh, on Zendikar right? and had a battle with Jace. But yeah. I don't remember too I suppose much. Suppose he is a planeswalker, he could have just planeswalked. Yeah. There. Yeah. It'll be interesting though to like hear hopefully he uh hopefully we hear a little bit more about what he's been doing and things mm-hmm. like that if he is on the set. Well that's what makes me curious. Um why with a feast of 36 other planeswalkers on the plane, why didn't he go to Ravnica? Yeah. Like, if he is hunting down, or like, he is to the point to where he may be just solely black. Like, what? What's going on? I'm curious. Yeah, we haven't yeah, seen him sure. in what this is. That would five be dope, though. Years. I I do what that would be so sick to see oh, yeah. Garuk in the the storybook. Just the he's the the ever encroaching monster, you know, like mm-hmm. in the woods. That would be so nuts. They yeah. could call him too. They could call him Garuk the Huntsman or something yeah. like that, or Garuk the Huntsmaster or something like that. Yeah, that's a perfect name. That would be yeah. that would be yeah, awesome. Good call. Good call. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's also some new product that'll be coming out with the set. Um, we have the collectors boosters. So the new collectors boosters are going to be packs, uh, fifteen cards, one foil token card. They'll have one rare or mythic rare with extended art, one foil or mythic rare, nine foil commons or uncommons, three special frame cards, so things like borderless planeswalkers, an ancillary card, and a foil token. Um, So that's pretty interesting. I've heard they're going to rumor to be somewhere between 20 and 25 since they did away with the MSRP. It could vary depending on your region, things like that. But um, what do you guys think of that? I think this is a way, because there was so much backlash on uh, top loaders and stuff like that, uh, the, what, what were they called, the um, planeswalkers that you got from like War of the Spark, what was that, like a, it was a collector's product. The collector's edition? Yeah, is that what it was called? Yeah, okay. it was the, the War of the Spark. Oh yeah, the mythic edition. It, the mythic edition. Yeah. That's yeah. right, the one that's where what you, it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, that was a big fiasco. Yeah, oh, yeah man. <laughs> it was just so much fiasco with that. I think this is their way of saying, like, all right, we may get rid of that. This is a way for everybody to have a chance to be able to pull cards like this. That's actually a good idea. Hopefully that is the direction they're taking with yeah. this. It's a little bit more inclusive. Now, do we know if it's a pool of cards that are going to be getting this or are all cards? So it's right now, I think it's just the this is the type of things you'll expect to see in the pack. I don't really know that we've been given any uh, information on where they're going to pull those cards from. So, for example, with the 
promo packs we've been getting from Core 20, Core 20, that sort of stuff is like ranging all over the place. Like you're getting some stuff from Ixalan, some stuff from Core 20, some stuff from Dominaria. So maybe it'll be like that. Um, I'm inclined to think it'll probably be like that. Well, I mean more or less like do we know the cards within the set? Because it is just going to be cards within the set. Oh, like, it'll just be within is cards within Is it just going to be like rares and mythics? Is it going to be uncommons too? Like that's more or less what I mean by that. Uh, I did hear that uh, the the collector's packs will also be a buy-a-box promo. So you'll get oh, the yeah, buy-a-box yeah, promo card and a collector's pack with it if Ooh. you pre-order the, That's pretty the box. And uh, I believe, too, in the bundles, you'll also get a promo card with the bundles starting with this set as well. That'll be interesting. Um, so there is a change to the regular booster drafts. Not much. They're going to be called draft boosters now. More mm. draft friendly and whatnot. We I actually just played at my first draft event today here at the Comic Salt, which is pretty fun. Um, essentially the same thing. Um, all the, the normal land, the normal commons, uh, the chance that are mythic rare or rare. Um, However, there is a chance at a borderless or extended art card within these booster drafts now, or draft boosters, sorry. Um, and then the other uh, booster that's coming out is a theme booster. This will have 30 to 34, uh, 33 to 34 commons and uncommons, and one to one, uh, 1.1 rares and mythic rares. So every, I think it was every one out of ten has an extra rare mythic rare in it um the price hasn't been announced yet but it'll probably be something like 15 bucks yeah that sounds about right yeah so I these are imagine. essentially the same thing as the last couple of sets that have been coming out uh the white red blue green yada 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 i um, hope it's not 15 bucks though no for one rare 34 yeah, 35 one junk, rare. yeah i could see them charging like 10 to yeah. 15 bucks for that though i'd I say could see it. seven yeah, yeah, that would be I, fair. Like six ninety nine, that would be that'd be I the think, maximum I would pay for a product like I that. I think these are more gutted for um, people to like if they're new in a Magic, they just want to build a sixty card deck. They honestly just need to build or get two of these booster packs, maybe three of these booster packs, and they can throw it together yeah. a decent sixty card deck. Yeah, something all to they play just Friday need to get. Magic yeah, with their friends. Yeah, all mm -hmm. they need to get is just the lands, which aren't really going to come in the uh, pack itself. But, yeah, I think that's what it's more towards. Um, I mean, if you guys have a favorite color, I know Dale here likes to play a lot of green. Yeah, me too. Maybe I'd probably pick the green or the black one. Yeah. That would be interesting. Um, with Throne of Eldraine, uh, we did also get a spoiler today. Two spoilers, actually, um, for the Brawl decks that Wizards is intending to put out. Um, but we're going to talk about it in a commander light because he is a legendary creature and therefore relevant in our favorite format. Um, the name is Chulain, Teller of Tales. He is 2 and green, white, blue. Legendary creature, Homer Druid, for a 2-4. Vigilance, uh, whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. Then you may put a land from your hand onto the battlefield. 3, tap, return target creature you control to its owner's hand. So he's sort of got like almost like an engine built onto himself right there. You, yeah. Because it's when stuff, when you know your creature comes in. And then you can return it back to your hand. So if you've got cheap stuff that you can keep recasting, you can sort of get an engine going there. Yeah. Um, just real quick backtrack. There, Brawl is going to be getting seven uh, essentially intro decks, but they're going to mm -hmm. be a little higher power and whatnot just for Brawl as a format to try to hopefully expand on uh, Magic the Gathering standpoint. Yeah, Wizards is trying to breathe life into that. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. Commander is just honestly a better format yeah. in order for that it's stuff and whatnot. Fun. Yeah, I mean the 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 whole theory of rotating commander is like wolf. Yeah, you know I've I mean? expressed like, my disdain yeah. for rotation in the past. It's not something that I'm a fan of. I like to be able to play whatever I want, so. Yeah, and I agree. Like with this guy here, like I see him as kind of almost a uh oh, the uh rock, the rock uh who blinks things. The, the Bant one. Oh, Rune? Yeah, Rune. Uh, Rune of the Hidden Realms. Um, I think he's similar to that. I 
honestly think he's better because he gives you a draw value and yeah the draw what's is he good say? and he ramps you too you get to put a land from your hand yeah. onto the battlefield yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that's just uh, untapped too it yeah. doesn't say tapped i mean he's he's pretty good like, yeah i think there's a lot of value with him i think he's going to be the new quote-unquote uh etb trigger yeah um, blink commander yeah. for sure or even just you know having there's a lot of like retreat to coral home Mm-hmm. Combos like land enters on tap a creature, you know, yeah. like tap or yeah, tap creature. Sure. I feel like, I feel like he's he could be a very good landfall like commander. I mean, green has some of the best landfall effects. In, oh yeah, for sure. You know, for the the actual keyword, um, blue as well. But I just feel like having landfall procable on a stick is pretty nuts. Yeah, actually, I agree. Yeah, you could you can go the Merfolk route, running true to alarm every time a creature enters, untap this dude, tap your Merfolk, spend the mana. Yeah, you know, yeah. bounce it, play it, get but. you the white that Merfolk had in uh, Lorwyn's Shadowmore and stuff like that. Yeah, or, or the very true. the very forgotten folk, the Moon folk, yeah. who actually have the synergies built onto their cards by putting lands in your hand. So I think that would help, like, moon folks could actually, you know, become, like, more used because then you cast a moon folk, you put the land in that you're going to return to copy a spell or whatever they do. You know, there's, I, I can't remember all the moon folks offhand, mostly because, you know. Yeah, largely irrelevant yeah, in those games. You know. But now, hey, maybe they might see a resurface. I think Uyo Silent Prophet is like the only... And Tamiya. Like, Tamiya's a Moonfolk. But yeah, yeah. Uyo Silent Prophet is like the only Moonfolk that I can recall. She's the one that bounce you... Land, bounce your lands and then copy, you, copy, copy your, yeah okay yeah very interesting there was another card too the artifact why don't you tell us about the artifact uh i think it's grand and i think it should be run in every commander deck um <laughs> it's a two drop signet new signet um it's an arcane that, signet arcane yeah yeah and uh it's a new command tower essentially but in a rock form for two colorless mana which honestly i think it's been too long since we've had something that references the command zone uh like commander color identity yeah that's true on a rock yeah like instead of it just saying oh it taps for one of any color it's like oh this is this only taps for color identity when did commander sphere come out oh which, man which that, that was i think it was 15 i don't know i think it was 2014 actually because i remember it being in the obnixilis deck that i had okay then yeah sweet somewhere around there yeah um that actually is a good brings up a good point that I want to talk about. This, regardless of how we feel about brawl, it's still going to do stuff that talks about commander and commands yeah. and things like that. So we still may be able to look to this cool, product to get some cool prints, exactly, cool, cool yeah. new cards. Exactly, we may Definitely. still be able to look to these brawl decks to get some nice uh, st- new staples for EDH mm-hmm. uh, that can be widely used and things like that. Yeah, I think it could definitely be. Uh, like a secondary commander product. I yeah, mean, for it sure. It might, might be called Brawl, but we're definitely going to be taking cards from it and using yeah, it in our Yeah, format, I so. agree. I know me and Adam, we think of commander season as Christmas time. Now, if there's going to be a Brawl season, potentially we can have two commander <laughs> yeah, Christmases. Yeah, second Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> two commander Christmases a year will be pretty nice. I think that'll be sweet. And I think, I think some of the problems that have been cropping up in the early commander products where they were printing things that were just really powerful yeah you know for the format you know yeah. they, they they knew that those cards weren't going to see uh standard or modern play mm-hmm. because of their printing so they were just like yeah just put this really good effect on something kaboom you know and then it was exactly. just like and then it was just oh my gosh you know commander this is this product is just really really good you know to fairies protection yeah to, yeah you, know, you think about something as something yeah. as recent as that where Teferi's Protection is like $40? Yeah, it was 30 even when it first came out. Yeah, and I mean, that the effect is just insanely yeah, good. Yeah, super good. And to have, you know, this specific environmental printing pool where they can just say, okay, we're going to print this stuff that is just for this singular format. It doesn't have to balance with standard. It doesn't have to balance with, you know, in all the Commander products. But I think we have... The, these, the Brawl decks, will be a little more balanced... As far as like not printing something for like sure. the fairies protection, yeah, for sure. So, 
Because uh, I mean, with the standard, standard. It, yeah, exactly. It's going to have the yeah, rotation, exactly. so it will be limited to that card pool. But um, so we do also want to bring you one new segment that we'll try to do every now and again. Um, it's the sort of like a financial discussion about certain cards that are relevant to Commander that are spiking and things like that. Uh, so some of the ones that we've seen recently are things like Race the Redeemed. Um, because of the popular yeah, deck. Populate. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Animar, again, because of the morph deck. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that's jumping up. Um, uh, Isochron Scepter, I think that actually has to do with the Paradox Engine unbanning. It's one of the only cards now that like does the whole untappy stuff efficiently with the yeah. whole dramatic reversal Isochron Scepter combo. Um, I'm glad I nabbed one. Yeah. I actually just got a Chinese or Japanese one or the other uh, Eternal Masters one uh, for like 12 bucks, and then like a couple days later now they're at 16 and climbing. You know what I mean? So this is a card that used to be like six or seven bucks. Now it's that go-to choice for EDH players who want to untap their stuff regularly, and uh, I think that's what's causing the spike. I agree. Um, for Dale here, uh, Lifeblood Hydra because of the Hydra decks and stuff yeah. like that. Gargos. Yeah, because of Gargos. You can get a 3-4 yeah. uh, for 3 mana. And what's it do? Draw your cards after it dies? Oh, yeah. Gain life? yeah. yeah. Enters with plus 1 counters but and then yeah. gains you life and you draw that many cards. It's definitely seen a healthy spike. It went from around like $3 average price over the last week up to, to about $15, 15, $16. It's yeah. a single print Hydra, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a single print Hydra that was printed only in the, the Commander deck. Mm -hmm. it was in so. which commander deck was that uh it was the mono green one from 2014 oh okay frailies yeah uh for you to um pawn of ulamog has yeah. jumped up because of yagma that's probably the best it thing. was yeah. under a dollar yeah it like was it under a dollar now it's five <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you you said you said earlier that you have switched to Yogmoth and I you have, have become a believer in the uh, the Gloria the glory of Phyrexia and uh, the spread of its uh, you know gospel. So you know, <laughs> I look forward to helping out with the completion. Uh, for me, polluted bonds with your rock getting double triggers with that uh, just. Um, just sucking the life out of people, <laughs> literally like taking four from them, and you're gaining four. Just a, is gnarly, uh, each game and whatnot. Um, and also something that pertains to all of us is uh, Urborg, or not Urborg, Cabal. Sorry, um, sixty dollars for the play and chase one, forty seven for the uh, for the Tormont. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. It needs a, it desperately needs a reprint. <laughs> I would agree. It's a super powerful card. That's oh, yeah. mono black include all day. Oh yeah. Sure. Well, not only a mono black. I think and like even any, two color. Yeah, yeah two color. It's heavy black. Yeah. I run it in your rock um, simply because like I'll go for Orborg early and then I'll just get some extra value out sure. of the Cabal um, huh. from there. But that pretty much wraps us up. I think so, for today. Yeah. So there is one more thing I do want to say. Um, we're looking to get some more feedback from you guys, the audience. Uh, let us know on the Facebook page or DM us at the Commander's Vault on Instagram uh, about topics you guys want to hear us talk about. We'll try and come up with some fresh stuff for you guys, like, for example, the f little bit of, like, finance information, um, things of that nature. We want to start doing our deck tech soon. Um, we'll be working on that kind of stuff. So, yeah, just uh, pop by the page. Let us know if you have suggestions, uh, any commentary or anything like that about new content you guys would like to hear. Uh, try to tell us some stuff that nobody else does. Like, what's something that nobody in one of their discussions about EDH or Magic in Journal, what's something they don't do that you guys would love to hear about? Um, one more time, too, let's talk about the giveaway at MTG underscore survivalist Instagram page. Uh, Passphrase is Nut Collector. DM that to at Commander's Vault or MTG Survivalist, and you guys are entered in the giveaway. It's uh, going to be sweet. What was the overall prize pool for the giveaway? 50. Once we hit 50 people entered into the pool, that's when we'll, we'll pick a winner. So, yeah, just hang in there. Might take a little minute so we get, you know, followers listening to the show yeah. to get entered. But it'll get there, and trust me, it's well, going to pay I off. mean, the payoff is huge right what's yeah. what's the we got uh we're gonna have a booster box uh 15 packs of uh drag uh fate, fate reforged 
uh, play mat, uh, dragon shield sleeves, uh, a fat pack from Rivals of Ixalan, uh, scars of, two scars of Mirrodin packs. What was the booster box? Pack. Uh, it was M20, but we'll see how long, like, see how long it takes to get these 50 people in the pool and if for some reason it goes into the next booster box that comes out we'll just try to do whatever's the most relevant okay yeah, the that, current so. booster yeah. box at that time but pay, huge payout you know yeah yeah huge if you're if you're listening and you're not entered you might just you know you might even want to make an instagram if you don't have one just to enter this giveaway because the prize pool is ridiculous yeah for sure it's tell huge. your friends tell everybody if you've got a group of magic players that you know you come play kitchen table with at your house maybe you guys put on an episode while you guys are playing check it out see if everybody likes it and then get entered in that giveaway we've got lots of good stuff coming your way yeah i agree um also where you have we've started doing events here at the comics vault um monday nights we do a draft um wednesdays i think we're rotating between standard modern and popper and then saturdays are commander days and August 24th is the pre-con um, commander tournament where we'll all get a uh, commander deck from the pre-con and play from there. So we hope to see new people come out. We uh, we actually enjoy playing with new players. I like to see new yeah, faces and sure. whatnot, whatnot sure. see what they uh, like to do when they play. Trevor is tired of getting extracted on turn one. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, give me something new to extract. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think that's it for today. One last shout-out to our sponsor again here at the Comics Vault for making this possible. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Later. Later.